want to thank everyone for tuning in to an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. And thank you for continuing to share the show with your friends and, you know, co-workers, wherever you happen to know and enjoy podcasts. Um, while you're sharing it, if you could give us a five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Podbean, where our show originates from, anywhere that you can give us a five-star rating would be appreciated. It helps us climb up the metrics and be able to bring more content to you. And if you've always wondered, hey, what do they look like while recording the show? Well, for almost a year now, we have been streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash geek in the city you can interact with uh, fellow listeners you can interact with us you know what we just have a great time every week hanging out and being you know just the nerds that we are we all have a lot of fun we would love you to join us twitch.com forward slash geek in the city as always the podcast will always be free and let's get it started right now why, hello, and welcome to issue 697 of Geek in the City Radio, coming to you live from Guardian Games. I am Aron Duran. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Too much to that. <laughs> and I'm Vina Rita. Just chilling, apparently. Just busting the hardest of chills, friend. And I'm Cable Hashitani. Hi. What? <laughs> See, I feel like Bean and I are more chill because... We we were able to leave work and or what we were doing all day. Cable's still here. Yep. Right. Yeah. It's like when I used to record the show out of TIFA. Back oh, when it was a Wednesday. Fuck. So, oh. yeah, I used yeah. to do New Comic Book Day and then do the show that, by the way, used to only start at 9 o'clock at night. Oh, yeah. No. That's start right. at 9 o'clock? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you guys did. And, and it went really long, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. This is back when they, they all had to have like two damn near 20 minute smoke breaks and finally i was like y'all it's a 90 minute show you can go without smoking for 90 flipping minutes it's fine those those were the old days Um, i I should say that we are in uh studio 2.0 yeah Uh, we've been moving things around here um at guardian so uh, fortunately we that we were still kept in mind as far as make making sure that uh the show still had space yeah Which is fantastic. Uh, but yeah. The space might be a little comfier. It is a little bit. It is. It yeah. actually has a sofa. Hence the lounge. Hence, yes, the, hence the lounging. Hard lounge. Um, yeah, it's pretty pretty comfy in yeah, here. a little louder. But For so, now. We'll so, live, so live folks, if you're hearing stuff in the background, it's because we are above the open... You said the open pit gaming area, but we are above the open pit gaming area. Yes, we are above the, uh, we are technically above the bar. Yes. So. Bex says you look so chill. So chill, Bex. <laughs> I, I might actually stop sitting like this because I feel like I'm really far from the, the camera right now. You are. You, you are, are very but far from the camera. You look like someone who's being interviewed on like a Dimension 20 podcast, like super chill, laid back. Excellent. You know, that conversational style that whatever. But to give everyone, like, just an idea of what's going on. (laughs) Denise, like, I'm right here. Cable can wheeze the juice anytime Uh you want. Mm, That, no. We saw. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) That's disturbing to me. Look, I'm in two places at once. Oh, God. Uh, uh, He's once again breaking uh, the space-time continuum. uh, 
That's all I do. Whoa. Errant Gallifreyan. That's a good band name, too. And if Norm was here, he'd find a name for it. That was That's the blog handle for my um, mostly defunct live journal. Oh, my God. Live journal. That's the wow. one thing I never had. Really? Never had one. Huh. Nope. I just had an actual, like, dot blogspot. Mm. Um, I, I tried that later when uh, the Russians bought um, live journal. And it... Like, it's still there, and people still use it. I think right. Chris Walsh, uh, his live journal is still active. He's ride or die for live journal. Yeah, he is. Everyone's got their thing. Yeah. Like, I think even George R. R. Martin still has a live journal. Yeah. I mean, Kevin Smith still has an AOL account. That's how you contact him for the show. Oh, my God. Um, like, It still works. He's never changed it. I don't know who owns it now. I don't think it is AOL. It's probably MSN. Sometimes I think about changing my email just so I can stop getting the spam from all of the all of the other things that I don't want. I mean, it's easy to do. Which part is easy? Making a new email or making a new email? You can just make it. Yeah. New email. yeah. No, I'm not saying it's hard to make a new email. I can make a dozen new emails right now if I want. But what's not easy? That's how I, that's how I always get free delivery on Grubhub. You just sign up with a new email over and over <laughs> and over. Uh, I'm sure that's a really popular uh, system. Mm -hmm. No, what's not easy is updating all of the accounts that I do legitimately use uh, from the old email address to the new one. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Good story. Cool story, bro. Sorry, the Sudafed is hitting me. Well, we can talk about what we... So this is going to be a different show. Um, It is? It is, because we're going to do that thing that I always yell at Denise about, and that's be uh, uh, eating on mic. <laughs> I see. Because the three of us spent a... Sorry. Yes. Everybody going I, together? Yes. I wanted to say... Everybody get that? Are you sure? Yes. You're positive. Everything's fine. TBH, okay. bro. I need you to quit moving. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's a good segue. That's a good segue. So yeah. the three of us spent basically a long weekend in Seattle. So as folks remember... Like, well over a year ago, there was the announcement of Mission Log Seattle. We got all excited um, and reserved a hotel over a year in advance, like right by the convention center. It's mm-hmm. going to be great. Star Trek convention. We're see at, it out the window. We're at the yep. Paramount Hotel. It's all fucking coming up Millhouse. And then it came down Barkley. Um, <laughs> thanks. That's a, yeah, that's a good one. I yeah. like that. Thank you. Um, like months and months went by and we were all like, what are they going to? the tickets because if you type in you know star trek mission log seattle it still just forwards to like read pops thanks for coming to mission log chicago page mm-hmm. and then it had a countdown page for mission log seattle it's like this is coming up we'll have more information soon it's okay, like hey great you've said that for seven months mm-hmm. yeah you know and then like life happens and we all kind of forgot to keep checking on things and then i started seeing in the twitterverse around January of this year, because mm-hmm. it was supposed to happen in well May, duh, yeah, right. last weekend. Mm-hmm. I started seeing on the Twitterverse of like, uh, what about the tickets that I? What about my airfare? What about this? What about that? From like Trek nerds, I'm like, what? And then yeah, uh, Reed Pop had canceled Mission Log Seattle, and they didn't really ever give a real good reason. Like they claimed, like the convention center is not ready. Which is bullshit because Emerald City was held there. Yeah, they've been using it. 
in February. Yeah, it's been it's been being used. Uh huh. Um, I have my theories as to why I think uh, it was canceled. My theory being, I don't think Reed Pop has ever worked with a company that's required that much of a media license. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think Paramount's like, yeah, you do it, but we're taking this cut. And Reed Pop is only used to screwing over people. Mm-hmm. They're not used to being on the other end of having to pay money. They yep. just take money. Yep. You know, or they create a pop culture website that then they put shit behind a paywall. Yep. By the way, FYI, I know I've got friends who work there. I am never paying for a fucking Popiverse membership. Ever. That entire website is a giant advertisement for Read Pop. Pop averse. Pop of the Pop averse. Yeah, I'm not. It ain't happening. What? I don't want to know. What, what it do is. they it's have? Not. What What does it? Nothing. Do? Nothing. They They report the same as every other site. They've got so the, some of the people who write the articles are actually really good. I'm hoping they're getting paid decently to do it. Um, because I'm never paying money to get behind to get past the paywall for a read pop website. Mm-hmm. I'm just not, you know, especially when they're covering like breaking news and shit. Like, look, say what you will about bleeding cool, but in, like, at least he doesn't charge you mm-hmm. for reporting what is essentially like shit you can find out on Twitter anyway, because right. if there's one thing common people can't do. It's keep their mouth shut when something blows up. <laughs> Unless it affects their jobs, then they keep real quiet. Well, sometimes. Or their potential jobs. Yes. Down Some, the road. Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. They go all they all they go all Damon Lindenoff on it. You know what that means? Oh, the variety article that dropped today about how Lost was an incredibly abusive set to oh. everyone. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's directed at him. And he's like, But I've done a lot of personal growth and moved on and we're like so you made like certain cast members' lives hell, and you still got to do Watchmen. You got there was no repercussions for you being trash. Apparently, mm. sounds about white. Sounds it's pretty industry industry standard. Uh, especially yes. if you're not a person of color or a woman, because mm. you have to be perfect all the time if you're that, and always have a hit. Anyway, we had fun in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, we did. So we couldn't go to the Trek show, but we're like, oh, fuck it. We've already got a, you know, room. So let's let's get Geek in a City out on the Emerald City. Woo! We had our own awage. God damn it. That's so much better than what I just said. I, I've been saying it for weeks. Yeah, also, uh, also, <laughs> what have been, like been really cheese great right now. is uh, Geek in the Emerald City. Huh? Geek in the Emerald City. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Yeah. So we had fun. I thought it was pretty good. No, it was good. good. It was good. That was very good. No, it was good. AKA, we went to all of Denise's old bars. Yes. We did do that. We did do that. Actually, no, we technically only went to one of my old bars. Yes, we did. But boy, did we make it count. You pointed out several. Yeah, you did point out several bars and places that were your regular. Look, it was my, it was, I was in my 20s and I lived downtown. Yeah, no, that, was, that, those were my hobbies and interests. It was just funny, like every other, every, every other building was like, "Oh, this was it." I used to in this one. Yep, yep. Um, but yeah, the bar we went to was actually house. was very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who live in Portland, try to imagine the horse brass, but shrunk to like an eighth of its size. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
wonderfully charming. I'd give him a shout out. I know we I know we have listeners. Yeah, do it in the area. Our listeners who maybe travel there. The place is called the White Horse Tavern or White Horse Inn. Uh, it's legally a bookstore. Oh, is it like one of those things mm-hmm, where they're like, la, 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 la. I mean, I guess I don't this know is true. How... There, there was signage throughout the store that says, if you are interested in purchasing a book, please inquire at the, you know, mm-hmm. at the counter. Yeah. Um, to sell books. I wasn't sure how true that might still be, but it's the same. It's been the same owner for over 30 years. Yeah. So we sampled some probably. dandelion wine that he, well, weren't we? That he bought. Yep. Same with the mead that yep. he purchased from a perfectly legal uh, meadery and vintners location. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's just a couple doors down uh, from the infamous Kells, uh, of infamous? which we have a couple uh, in in Portland also. Um, but it's much, much more chill. The the bar we went to mm-hmm. Kells yeah. is a tourist attraction. Yes, regardless yeah. of what city you're in. Yeah, at this place had locals yes. this did not look like a place that tourists would seek out no. yep. i mean well in my experience kells was a local bar because i only went on weekdays oh right all but bars I- are local bars during the week ah, that's okay. right. I mean, Mon- that's a valid rule yeah. yes. monday um, through thursday fridays are always pushing it yeah. but yeah. they're a tourist attraction if on weekends you can't get anywhere near the fucking bar mm-hmm. yeah um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, really fun people there. Uh, but that was just one of the many things we did. The other thing we did being all like nerds is we, we got excited because we found an H Mart right by our hotel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, mainly it was nice because we all had like a sweet tooth and Hey, let's get some, some more drinks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I am the one, however, that is obsessed with non-American potato chips and yep. I was heaven. <laughs> you, um, you went a little hog wild. How dare you? Look, our H Mart here usually carries one or two, but like they had a section. Yeah, it's like little, they knew I was coming. Area. It oh. all looks so delicious. Weren't you under the impression that the H Mart location was had taken over the grocery store that you used to frequent? I believe I, I did think so at the time, but I thought about it more and I don't think that that was correct. Okay. Um, because that H Mart is on Pine, which runs East Westish and the grocery store that I used to shop at, the doors were facing North, not East, like the H Mart does. So I don't, I don't think that was the same store. Very yeah. similar style, though, where you take escalators down from the street, and boom, you're in a tiny grocery store. I thought that the doors of the H Mart faced south because they did. It was, yes, sorry, yeah. south. Okay, but it was still an escalator down, which still meant no. It, 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 well, in that case, the other store, east, the one I'm, the one I used to shop at, faced east. Oh, okay, H Mart faced south. Yeah, yeah, it was a good time. Um, so. <laughs> We're going to do the thing that I can't stand, and that is eat on mic, because we're going to sample Woo! all the chips. I mean, our full intention was to, like, eat them back at the hotel room one of the nights, but we always came home. Was it not doing it? I thought it was. Yeah, I thought we were going to eat them that night, and then we didn't touch a one. Nope, not a one. Um, so we're going to do it here. All right. 
it'll be exciting. I do appreciate that Thursday night we had determined that whatever we were going to do is just going to be a chill night because mm-hmm. that was the day that we arrived. Yeah. It's like, let's get to the hotel, oh, have yeah. a dinner, and then we're just going to chill out. And the night that we decided to chill out, we discovered uh, there was a television channel that showed back-to-back episodes of Star Trek from the five series that existed before Paramount Plus. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, it the, went. The over. network was Heroes and Icons, aka yes. the, old, the old man, channel. the old yes. people channel. Yep. All of the commercials were for like Life Alerts, uh, um, giant phones with the yeah like pre-programmed yep. phones, so you yeah. can call your grand grandkids yeah, without yeah. getting confused. Yep. Yeah. Uh, closed caption phones. Closed captioning, yes. and then a lot of ads for like. Sunday movie of the week, which was always something to involve Tom Selleck. Yep. <laughs> um, or, yeah. So it was wonderful. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like we to- managed to tune in in the middle of a, uh, a classic TOS episode. And then we're looking at the what, schedule. It's like, what do we, TOS oh. was uh, Mud's Women. Mud's Women. Uh, which, goddamn, I forgot how uncomfortable Harry Mud is in that episode. That is Mud's origin. That was a season one episode. Right. He's a a literal pimp. He's bad. Yeah. Like, or or, or should I? Well, I remember human trafficker. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I remember when he appeared on Discovery, even I was like, this Mud is kind of evil and he's not funny. And they list his crimes. And I think Matthew Clark was like, go watch the original series episode. Yeah. And they list his crimes. They're like, he's not a good person. It's just. He's a little wackier, and mm-hmm. it's the 60s. But he's only wacky in his second appearance. Yeah, Mud's like Planet. His first appearance, Mud's Women, he is, like, Rain Wilson's portrayal makes so much more sense. It's like, oh, oh, you're that hairy Mud. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Rain, uh, Rain Mud- Wilson is one of those actors, uh, much like Robin Williams, who is probably better known for comedy, mm-hmm. but can actually play it really dark. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed, uh, he had a very short lived um, set in Portland uh, detective show where he lived on a boat. Essentially, I think hmm. in St. John's. Mm. Um, I forget the name of it. Like but... Portland St. John's? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Not Stumptown, though? No. No, he wasn't in that. He was the lead. And it oh, was he a was the lead. Show. Yeah. Wow. Um, but anyway, like the, based on the perform the the depiction of Harry Mudd in Mudd's Women, it's like, oh, okay, that's where that is Rain Wilson's Harry Mudd. That's where he took his. Like, uh... I understand where those cues are coming from because now it's like, oh yeah, you were he was evil, right? He acts malicious. Like a, he wasn't he, evil. He acts like a charismatic guy who's you know like mostly harmless, but, yeah. but no. His um, actions are not that. It's as if you have to watch out for the very charismatic, happy people that are actually doing dirty shit when mm-hmm. you're not looking. That's but, why I'm a bitch. Yeah. But, <laughs> so but my, you know, so you always know that I'm not like secretly evil. You, you know, the but that is you're right. Mud's planet, which is where he had the androids. Androids. Um, and is it his wife? Harcourt. Yep. Harcourt. Phantom Mud. Harcourt. Yes. Um, that was, uh, that was definitely a more humorous Harry Mudd. Mm-hmm. Same with the animated series appearance of Harry Mudd. 
Yes, still which the is same extra actor. Weird. Yep. Yeah. Nope. Norm just showed up, and uh, he says that the name of that show was Black Backstorm. It was Backstorm. I don't remember. Oh, the Rain Wilson one. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and then the TNG one was oh, that was a season one. Uh, the oh, sorry, Backstrom. I read that wrong. The, I think it's the first appearance. Yeah, the first appearance of the Ferengi in season one. Yes, it was. Oh, I forgot how bad they were. Like deeply, deeply, um, bad. Yep. In in like every way. And, um, and that's why when like you hear. Um, Armin Shimmerman talk about what he tried to talk Paramount out of when they were doing that. He tried right. to talk them out. It's like, please don't, please don't make this race this way. It's real bad. <laughs> um, and they didn't listen to him that they listened to him when they were like, Hey, we want you to come do uh, deep space nine. Cool. What do you want me to be? Ferengi. Cool. So we're going to do all the things I told you to do the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Cause and I like, did. It's I always bad. Do- like, it, like it, it's just a little bit, more bad, too bad. It has passed the cutoff for being so bad it's funny. And whatever comes after that, that's that's where they are. I always knew, especially for a long time, Ferengi were clearly coded with all the horrible stereotypes that have been created by horrible people for Jewish and also some Middle Eastern people. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like, if... If the creators, the writers of who are doing that were not doing it consciously, then their subconscious is hella racist. Yes. Or has just been steeped in it and they don't even realize it. Yep. Um, there's already that. And then the Deep Space Nine episode was uh, a weird one. Which I forgot. Yeah, it was like season two, season three. And it was... It a... was season... By season three, he had the goatee. So it was season two. Yeah. Um, I forget the name of it again. But it, he was basically in Cisco fell in love with a, a woman who was not actually a woman. She was a, a mental projection from yes. a woman in a coma. Right. It was great. Basically, she would go into like an out of body yeah. self. Yep. Uh, second sight. Second sight. Second sight. Yeah. Uh, Voyager was Year of Hell Part 2, which we still agree. Year of Hell whole season. should have been a whole fucking season. Should have been a whole season. There's a lot of, there's a lot of shoulda, season. coulda with, uh, with Voyager. Yeah, yeah, Second Sight, season two, episode nine. So and they're it, still kind of regurgitating unused TNG episodes. Yep. And then and Enterprise, like set. we didn't make it to it. I'm pretty sure we fell asleep before. Because Enterprise was, was like over. at midnight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It had been a long day for yep. us. Uh, but we knew what it was, the Forge part two. Oh, it was. Yes, it was. The which second. is a solid episode. Yeah. No, it was the Forge Part One. Part One, which yeah, because the second part was, it's, it was Part One. It was called the Forge, but it was Part One and Part Two don't have the same titles. It was essentially the right, um, was it Kish, Kalsharia K, uh, Kishara Kishara yeah, um, which is the Kishara is the the vessel for carrying. Um, the Vulcan soul was, it, or I thought it was just carrying uh Sarek's Katra, yeah. The Katra, the Katra, yeah. yeah the Kirshara carries a Katra, and this specific one had right, yeah. What's his name? 
so interestingly, even though we don't watch Enterprise, I would say, in my opinion, out of all the Trek episodes, that's the strongest one that was it airing was. that night. It really was. That's actually a good episode. Better Enterprise. Than Year of Hell? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yep. Um. Is it just because of Sarek? No, I. Again, I think part of it is I judge Europe Hell too harshly because it it really should have been a whole damn season. It, it's very dense. Um, and what's funny? Doesn't make it not good though. You no, know, what's part funny is one is better. It is of the two of them. Yeah, part one is a little bit better. Part two gets super timey wimey, and that's probably what throws it for me. Mm. Uh, Berman and Braga fucking adore time travel, and by then I'm like, I'm so done with you guys using time travel mm. as the out. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know how you would have done it without the time travel thing. But again, that's a whole, like, year of hell could have been a whole season, and you could yeah. have really done some fun stuff with it. Um, But that's always been my beef with Voyager. It so much potential, and then the writer is just kind of chicken out, yeah. because they're told, look, DS9 already does this annoying serialized tel- television. We don't want that. That's not Star That Literally, that's Berman and Brock. That's not Star Trek. Star Trek is not serialized TV. It's episodic. Yeah. So it was really hard to get character growth on Voyager too. Yeah. You know, unless the actors pushed for it mm-hmm. kind of thing. And yeah. But that that was essentially our Trek convention. Yeah, yeah that's true. It was which good. Was nice. A night of episodes. Which I think is what distracted us from eating chips that night. Right. Maybe. So and then the we... following night. Party. Uh, I, I we think... went to Denise's favorite old bar. Yes. Enough and... said. And I think that uh, opening any bag of any chips was beyond any of our capacity <laughs> later by, by that By the time evening. we got home. Look, uh, I was wounded. We also went I to know. the Seattle Asian uh, Art Museum. We did. Oh, shit. That was on It wasn't all debauchery. No. That was, yeah. That, oh, that's we what we did one in the, the museum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we went to the Seattle Asian Art Museum, which is uh, housed where the original art museum was. Right. Uh, um, uh, at uh, a buyer. In Volunteer Park. In Volunteer Park. Which I had never been to. So th- those were all new experiences for me. Um, and that, uh, following that, uh, oh, I should mention, we lucked out because the last Saturday of every month, admission to that museum is free. Yeah, that was cool. So that's one of the reasons that definitely propelled it. It's like, hey, we can go do this cold cultural thing and it's free. And it's free. It is cool that it was free, although part of me is a little bit annoyed that, like, the White People Museum was not free, but the People of Color Museum was. I think it's because of the month. No, it's not. They said every, the last Saturday of every month, or last Friday of every month. That could have been the tradition of that museum for a long time. I I will argue that um, I I I would rather make it free to encourage people to come out. Right. right. That's why I'm like, well, there's only, a, there's only a part of me that feels that way because yes, when it is free, that means, you know, people who might not otherwise have the means to do so yeah. maybe will. And there was school, there was a school field trip there that day. That's as right. Well. Mm-hmm. So it was like that. I, I yes. It, like, why has it got to be free? I am of the mindset. And it's like museums should be free because the government should pay for it. Yeah. It should be free to the people. It may and, also have rich patrons because rich people should not keep their money. Right. Put your name on the building. Fine. 
that's going to pay for it. That's a, that's but you don't get any sway on what we carry. Yeah. Um, it, the rich people who did this were the people who founded the, the Seattle Art Museum. Mm. Like it is, they had an extensive amount of art from Asia. So that's why they went, well, if we're going to move this into the new facility in downtown, let's make this where we keep all of this artwork. Right. And it isn't just um, artwork from like collected from Asia from over the years. It is also has a collection of modern contemporary. That was cool. Art by mm-hmm, Asians. Mm-hmm. There's some really good pieces there. Yeah. That, uh, oh man, that chainmail thing. Uh, so imagine a huge robe that drapes around the floor, like feet, several feet in all directions yeah, like around a, you. A gown. 20 foot diameter i felt like. yeah yeah like it's just a huge train but the whole garment top to bottom is made from nothing but dog tag yep that was yeah. amazing um i had never seen in person any work by ai weiwei mm-hmm. that that was impressive like the art itself is like yeah okay it's ceramics covered in in uh, industrial paint however it's the fact that Ai Weiwei is uh, one of the most controversial contemporary artists out of China. Mm-hmm. That in and of itself, it's like, oh, okay. Right. It, it's like seeing a Warhol. Like, any Warhol's uh, technical prowess is fine. It yeah. is. It has more to do with what he did for contemporary yeah, art. Yeah, the cultural mm-hmm. And less than what his actual work looks like. And, right. and Weiwei does stuff that's literally a crime to yes. the Chinese government. He it will is. destroy Ming vases and then reassemble them to make a statement. Right. That, well, that's, I mean, that's the whole point of his notoriety. And he's yeah. been yeah. arrested several times. Yes. So, like, that that was impressive. It's like, holy shit. There was it's another contemporary piece there. And I forget the creator's name, but they primarily work in in film and video. And it was that giant black and white in that room with this video playing that was the arrival and the departure. It was huge. It was like 12 feet tall, maybe 20 feet tall. And Mm -hmm. he used all the composite of black and white 4k and just layered. Like it was, it just started as a a seascape. And then he, and then he just layered on like coastal mountains that jut out of the water that probably exist. And instead of like nature, he's taking like, they're taking like, cranes and buildings and just and everything's going up yes um, i was like i, I want I will, to go to there i, I know i will fully admit that i am not smart enough to understand the statement maybe if i studied it longer and i knew the artist more all i knew was this is gorgeous it's emotionally moving me and also yes that needs to be something in a role-playing game mm-hmm. that I totally incorporate into whether it be D&D or Star Trek. Like, that's going to become a thing. Well, that's part of why I love the placards so much because it adds a lot of context. Uh, for example, Cable, you had sat down to watch a, a video of uh, performance art. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I walked by and you were sitting there, all I saw was dozens of naked people like running around in a circle and the camera is like, Roughly at crotch level, tilted up a little bit, so you are still seeing like, you know, tops and, yeah. and faces. It's meant to make you feel a little uncomfortable. Well, at first I was like, "What sort of fucking wackadoo artist shit is this?" <laughs> Just say you want to record dongs <laughs> and move on. But then I read the placard and learned about how it was um, 
if I remember correctly, uh, an Asian American guy who, fellow who had emigrated mm-hmm. at, at a very early age. He's Chinese. He's from Beijing. He lives in New York, I believe, um, and travels back and forth. So he has and dual citizenship. I see. And a lot of his art is centered around that duality of, you know, like, well, he's not really Chinese and he's not really American. And there's still the assimilation that you have to deal with Mm -hmm. and being treated different uh, culturally. And so by the time they get to like the climactic point of this art piece, which is where all of the naked white people are like on these rafters. They're on scaffolding. Thank you. Yeah. Three levels of scaffolding. And the artist sits down in the middle of the area that the sca- all the scaffolding faces because it's kind of a shoe, uh, a horseshoe shape. Um, and then they just start pelting him with pieces of bread. Mm-hmm. And I almost cried mm-hmm. because the placard helped me, you know, see like what what is he what is the story that he's telling here and why is this ostensibly like objectively like bizarre ass thing that he's doing? Why does it matter and why does it give you bad feelings? Right. This is exactly why some of my favorite art is performance art Mm -hmm. and installation art. And it is because it is ephemeral. Um, It exists only for that period of time, like the period of time that the performance takes or for as long as the installation is installed and then it's gone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you are left with your emotions, your feelings, your thoughts and your memories of this but nothing else. You can take photographs. It's not the same. And it will never be the same. And that is... Uh, Although if you have photo and video, it can help you recall those feelings. Yes. Um, like, for example, I had suggested the Can-Can, not realizing how expensive it is. That's a, <laughs> it's a really uh, wonderful uh, cabaret venue uh, mm-hmm. like under the market. And I still remember the very first performance that I saw there. Cause I, I, I also, I am a really big fan of performance art. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and I think that dance and music is also a form of that. It's not just like, Oh, it's just dancing. Um, and I'm still, I'm still moved by that first show that I ever saw there and like just how beautiful it was. And like, I'll never see that again, mm-hmm. but parts of it in my shitty ass brain managed to stay in here. And those make me happy. Yeah, no, I totally, yeah, I get that. I don't know what else to add on that one, but you're yeah, correct. I, mm-hmm. I, I like that we all had different experiences and different things that moved us in this in this place. Yeah. And that, and the fact that I got to share that experience with you, both of you, is also, like, I'm, I'm not going to have that again. I mean, I'm going to have experiences with you again, but that was very special. Right. Um, so... Yeah, I do appreciate how much of a guide that you were, uh, Denise, throughout <laughs> was our cool. trip there. That's it's cool. great. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm glad you felt that way. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was great. You were fantastic. Yeah, like it was. It was very special to have you do that for us, and uh, because I, I think Aron and I have talked about this a lot. That most of our visits to Seattle have all been comic book work based. Right. Yeah. So you don't get out in the city much. No. Not really. No, I think the last time I, the very last time I went to Seattle was with Merrick and it was a day trip. We went up for ramen and then we went to Mopop mm-hmm. and then we went home. Um, <laughs> Which we also did. 
Yeah. And you know, it's funny is Christian asked me before we'd left. He's like, are you guys going to go to Mopop? And I was like, in Mopop, everyone's been there like a million times. But, but we did always, it. It was great. Yeah. They, I, and they always kind of change it up a it, little yes, bit. Yes. And it's yep. always a little bit different. But um, the thing that was hilarious is that Cable offered to buy that. And Denise was like, oh, let me find my, because they have, they have a veterans ticket pass. And she couldn't find... Well, no, I just wanted to see if I could order them, order them online faster than the long-ass line. That but we still, once we got yeah. there, we were, you know, Cable's like, well, one of us is a veteran, and Denise is going through her personal or stuff to try to find her VA, her veterans card, which she can't. And I joke, I'm like, just show them your prescriptions. If you have one of those <laughs> from the VA, you can only get that one way. I guess you can be a spouse as a veteran. Yeah. But the person, we're not going to say their name, obviously, plus we don't remember it. Um, the person who rung us up, saw Cable's uh, Starfleet Arrowhead and maybe my command stripes and went, well, you're all military. <laughs> you're Starfleet. He, he looked, He what he said to us <laughs> was, well, Starfleet is not exactly a military organization, but there you go. Service, yeah, service said, is service. He said the amount and in my head, I'm like, that's not even the right amount if they only gave it to Denise. Yeah, that's what I thought at first was, oh, he's just going to go ahead and yeah. make sure that Denise's uh, services is uh, recognized, but no, he handed all three of us <laughs> military discounted tickets. That's right. So, well, it wasn't a way mission. It wasn't a way mission, but that's <laughs> like that is not something I would have ever asked for or no. ever like because that's scammy of scamness. I'm not going to argue with a person who's choosing to go. No. Here's a discount we're just going to give you. It makes like, me wonder how many times they've done this. If they see someone in any kind of Starfleet regalia. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They seem I mean, like the type. It and has a permanent Star... Oh, no. It, had a, it used to have a permanent Starfleet. It used to have a permanent. It was the heart of the sci-fi. Yeah, but it started there. Mm. Like, that exhibit was birthed at Mopop. Yeah. And now travels. And now travels. So, like... Yeah, because all they have now is Nimoy's tunic. Yeah. That was... That was what Merrick and I went up to Seattle for was specifically the Star Trek exhibit. That's uh, one of mine, mine and Jen's first, one of our first out of town like dates was she surprised me because that's when they had like the chair, not a remake. Yep. Like they had oh, the captain's nice. chair. They had props. They had scripts. They had the bridge. They did. Yeah. They had a lot of, they had a bridge. lot of the bridge. They hadn't built the whole bridge because that's over on uh, Starship Ticonderoga. That's in, true. Or Ticonderoga, New York, which yep. I really want to go to. Yep. Um, that's also when they had the um, the Borg regeneration spots you could plug yourself into. Yeah. I, and they had built a Jeffrey's tube you could crawl yes. through. So oh, yeah. Yep. Everyone takes a picture in there. Yep. I, yep. I, I can picture mine in my head. Uh, this is one of the first time I've been to Mopop, and I didn't start crying at various exhibits, which I often do because I'm a softie. Yep. Mm-hmm. But being the dorks we are, we then sat, we went to the horror section, and they're just projecting on the wall the top 100 horror, the, the 100 horror films you need to watch before you die. Mm-hmm. And most people don't stay for the entire thing, but we did, and I was like, oh, that's a good one. And one was like, I haven't seen that one, but that one on the list. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I, I still need to do that. I'm glad you brought that up. I, I want to get access to that list and check off the ones I've seen and start tackling the ones that I haven't. Yeah. Although, you know what I really wish I could do is have that list in one of those. Um, I know it's kind of hokey, but I like them. Those big posters with the scratch off, like a like a, oh, a lottery yeah. scratcher. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And that way I can like cross off the ones that I did and give you like a little picture of the thing once you scratch it out. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think most of the ones that I haven't seen were foreign films Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or films made before 1940. Yeah. Like Haxon. You have to see Haxon. Mm -hmm. It's fucking weird, but it's great. But like I I had seen both uh, Nosferatu, the original, and uh, the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Mm -hmm. Um, My unpopular opinion is Caligari is far superior to Nosferatu. No, I'm. I like Nosferatu more, but only because of memories surrounding the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched both of them at home on DVD. Yeah, no, the first time I saw it, I was probably way too young. I was part of my library's like kids summer reading program, uh-huh. and we read the like the illustrate. Uh, mind you, I'm like six, uh-huh. and the librarians like. Do you guys like Dracula? And we're like, yeah. So she read, because we're thinking, ah, Dracula, blah. You know, when you're six, it's not that scary because the way he's presented. Mm-hmm. And she read like the illustrated classics version of Dracula, which is, has some horrific scenes. And then she says, do you want to see the first movie based on Dracula? And we're like, yeah. And When you were six? Yeah. Okay. And, and they showed the library. I love this library. This library has such an influence on me. Like did, does. Um, it was one of only two places that Susanville had a refuge and event. They both became book places, the library and then Marky's book. But like, it was a silent film. So mm-hmm. almost every kid there is just bored to death. Except, oh yeah. Except for me and another young girl that I was friends with. Her name was also Aaron. And we're just transfixed by what we're watching. And I had nightmares for weeks about it. Cause nice. like just, Shrek with just the long shadows and the, oh my god, it's horrifying. Yep, it's wonderful. Gonna see if um, I barely cast a shadow. I know. I'm trying to see if I can. Yeah, I can't. Well, let's take a break. We'll come back with the chips. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> but before we take a break, I don't think we mentioned after the museum we got to visit Bruce Lee and Brandon Lee's uh, gravesite, which yep. is literally like 300 yards away from the museum. Yeah, the the, On the other cem- side of the park. Yep. Yeah, In the cemetery. And, uh, it's weird to say that was cool to see, but like it was cool to see. Like I, I grew up on Bruce Lee movies and I I am a child of the crow. Like that came out during Aaron's peak goth phase. Yeah, that, that stands to reason. It's you a know. mecca for a lot of things, like people who just like are into like their Northwest celebrities, yeah, uh, martial arts fans and uh, and the goths. Yeah, I mean plus like also Asian Americans. Yep. Also Asian. And also like a, a big nerd thing, like The Crow was filmed in Atlanta. And at the time that was the headquarters for um, White Wolf. Oh, yeah. And if you watch The Crow, a lot of the symbols spray painted in the background are Vampire the Masquerade or Mage the Ascension <laughs> symbols. Because a lot of people who worked oh, on the movie were nerds that played the role-playing games. You're like, that's Clan Tremere painted back there. Or yeah, that's the technocracy, you know, warning. Yeah. So it you know, hit on many levels. It was it was very cool to see. Cool. Uh, well, yeah, Ooh. we'll come back with um, chips food. Woo! We'll be right back. Yep, this is the perfect time to talk about our sponsors. First up, Guardian Games. You can find them at 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. They are quite simply one of the greatest game stores in the city and beyond, except not so far as Corvallis, because... <sighs> Guardian Games is now in Corvallis. That's right. So everyone uh, going to university. Mm. 
<laughs> can get their game on uh, at Guardian Games Corvallis. You can find out all about it at ggportland.com. Uh, as well as, you know, but in, whoa, whoa, let's reset that. For the Portland customers, uh, Guardian Games here in Portland, all kinds of things are cool are going on. They are now taking pre-orders for the Lord of the Rings uh, Magic the Gathering set. Um, this one, oh, man, they keep doing these special drops that are, one day they're going to pull me back in like one of the five families and I'll be I'll be doomed again. Anyway, they look really, really cool. So pre-orders are now live for the Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth Magic set. Um, free RPG day is coming up and I do believe they still may be looking for some qualified folks to run their games. Um, just go to, uh, just go to, uh, facebook.com forward slash GG Portland, or just search for guardian games and maybe drop them a message and say, Hey, I would potentially be interested in, in being a GM for free RPG day. Um, and they'll hook you up with the details. They, they may not need any more, but you never know. It never hurts to ask. And uh, yeah, that's just one of the many things that makes Guardian Games such a fantastic place. Just like Reverend Nat's Hard Cider at their new cider location, Southeast 35th and Division. Super easy to get to, right behind the restaurant Sibo. Uh, um, plenty of outdoor seating because they are connected with a fantastic food pod where I often get a couple of spam musubis to uh, go with my Viva La Pineapple. That's a fantastic, uh, that's, you know, that is a great. Uh, afternoon or early evening meal right there. Some masubi and pineapple. Um, and that can happen at uh, Revnat's new tap room, Southeast 35th and Division. Super easy to get to. And hey, when you're enjoying, you know, a little bit of cider, be like, I drink this cider because I listen to Geek and City Radio. Um, sounds like we're enablers. Uh, I know of your cider <laughs> because of Geek in the City Radio. It'd mean a lot. Let's get back to the show. Well, hello. You son of a bitch! You did that on purpose. <laughs> no, I hit it, and it takes a while for it to go away. There was no, there was no stopping it. Being, uh, welcome back. So uh, while we were break, I was giving around uh, the visual image of me on Devil's Night, probably circa nineteen ninety five, a year after the Crow came out, um, doing my best, Eric Draven. Like past my shoulder length hair, all black, full makeup, you know, black mesh top wrapped in lots of black electrical tape, black leather pants and boots, just walking around downtown Portland. I used to wrap my arms in the, in the electrical tape. Mm -hmm. Like I'd wear a black long sleeve turtleneck and then I would wrap my arms up. (laughs) Well, on that, that's awesome. It's fine. Yeah. Have fun Our, trying to imagine me with hair, kids. It's terrifying, it's by the way. Weird. <laughs> it's weird. So while at the break, I went ahead and opened all these first because we're already going to be loud enough as it is. Yes. That means we have to eat them all now once you open the bag. See? Told you. Once you pop, they can't, can't stop. stop. <laughs> all right. So I think these are all Lay's brands, though. Most of them, yeah. Yeah, they are. So all right. We're going to start with this one, which is... Myeongkam Crab Ross. Yeah. Which translates into what? I have no idea. Fantastic. But it it looks like ingredients you would put in your own bowl of pho, maybe, as you go. It does look like a bowl of pho. Yeah. What are those peanuts on there, I think? I don't know. All right. So we're going to start. Let's do a little bit. I'm going to grab one. We'll pass it around. 
and then we're going to annoyingly eat them all at the same time on mic. So get ready, people. Oh, it's sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Green onion. Yeah, and some lime. Mm-hmm. They're really good at creating lime flavor for chips. I've gotten really good at it. All right, I dig these. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are we going to create a scale? Yeah, none of that it comes across in the smell. No. There's no nose to it. By the way, if you have an H mark, you can go looking for all these. Um, I also found out you can go to the Lay's website. Mm-hmm. If you're willing to pay for it, you can build your own variety pack of every oh, flavor they have, apparently. And <laughs> you were so excited about that. Super exciting. I am. I get this is a solid seven. I'll give it a seven. Okay. All right. Let's move on here. Um, oh, now these were super bougie and expensive compared to the right. size. Right. This is this was a gold bag. So I just read it is part of the Lay's Tokyo Cuisine line. Okay. This is you got like three bags of those. Three bags. Two. Two that were Tokyo. There's I only thought two. There's a three. No, nah, just two. There. If there All were right. three, I forgot the other one. All right. And this one is... Mentaiko chicken. Yeah. Cable, do you know what mentaiko is? Uh, I don't. Because taiko's... No, that's not octopus. That's um, taco. Uh, Yeah, taco. Ooh, that was loud. All right, so I'm going to pass this around. So exciting. Mm. Mm -hmm. Quality podcasting. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Sweet Again, again. Not, much of a, not much of a nose. Whoa. That mm. tastes more like salmon to me than chicken. Right. I don't know. Yeah, it's just like a like a meaty, savory vibe. I don't know how I feel about these. There's a little spice. A little bit of spice. Not much. I'll go back for a refill here just to see. Mmm. <laughs> It tastes like salmon to me, not chicken. Yeah, it's weird. I don't. I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. It takes a while for the heat to kick in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these ones aren't doing it for me. All right, they're five for me. Okay, I don't know. All right, uh, uh, all right. Going to this one now. Really, this one is just hot chili squid. <clears throat> yeah, excited for that. Yeah. All right. And I'm. I wish I was better at knowing which country these are from. I. I am assuming this kind of looks like Laotian, Vietnamese writing. I don't know. I'm such an ugly American. At least I'm trying. Not being like it's Asian. Uh, all right. Norm says he really enjoys the hot mustard Doritos. I haven't tried them yet. Ah. I've tried the spicy ketchup, but not... No, these are, are ruffled. Oh, which is a superior shape yep. for all chips. Okay, so far I like they the smell. They smell spicy. They smell good. Yep. Oh, it smells really good. like... It smells like the uh, sweet chili sauce. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Tastes like it, too. Ooh. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, this um, tastes like... At Sushi Ichiban when you get the um, the fried calamari with their with their hot chili spouts paste on it, sauce on it. Huh. 
I, I get the hot chili sauce. And I shouldn't say hot because it's not a hot chili no, sauce. It's, it's a sweet chili. Yeah. Sweet chili sauce. Um, I am not getting the uh, squid flavor. It smells stronger than it tastes. Yeah. It's a very mild flavor. I'm getting it a little bit. Sounds all wanky. I'm getting it on the back end. Yes. Yeah. You get the chili. You get the chili. Not so much, but yeah. Eh. Since I gave those first ones a seven, these are probably a six for me. Mm -hmm. Six five. Uh, Okay, this claims to be the hottest one. This is just ghost pepper. I I would say if that's the hottest one, we wait. Yeah, let's wait. Because um, I don't want to screw up my palate. Yeah, if it's legit for everything hot. else. All right, that's true. Yeah. All right, so then we're gonna start with um, sour twist. Ooh, sour twist. I feel like, like this is there's some like red pepper. This seems yeah, like yeah. A, yeah. Which I'm all about. Ooh, this smells like chili limon, but better. Which I know is a bold statement to say around Denise. I love. Well, I'm putting more in because if she likes them, she's gonna want more. Yes. All right, my pass. Not not. Um, okay, smells. Oh, Beck said the first one was supposed to be cilantro heavy salsa with heavy lime flavor. How do you know that, Bex? Bex goes to H Mart, and that's her favorite. I don't know. Or she holding out on her language. A... Do not doubt Bex. I'm not. I'm just curious if I have learned anything from our listeners. No, I know. Don't doubt Bex. Bex. Smells like chili and lime. Mm-hmm. Oh, ooh. A little sweet. Mm-hmm. Sweet's a big component. I guess because they want all all the flavors to hit. Mm, oh, pretty pretty substantial lime flavor. Yeah. Oh, a little heat on the end. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Bex says she now wants that on a shirt. Never doubt Bex. Let <laughs> <laughs> me take the little one there. Take it. Mm-hmm. I like these. Hmm. I think these are my favorite so far. Yeah, I agree. So far. All right. These have taken the top spot. Okay. For now. What are you giving that number-wise? Oh. You say nine, ten? Not, you don't want to say ten without trying everything else. Well, there could be other tens. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Solid eight. But then I'm what gonna... if there's something that you like better, but you've already handed the ten? Like, do you go No, you can 10? have more than one ten. But what if one of you give one a ten, and then you like the next one even more? But there's nowhere oh, to go. You've already that, made, you've already made it to the top. But Denise, that's why it goes to eleven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why not just make the highest one ten? Because it goes to eleven. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm giving them a ten. They hit all the check boxes that I would want on a chip like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm not as limey as just straight up Lay's lime. But... Crikey, not as limey. Good colonizers. And you, Dean, for the last week or so, you've been killing it with the phrases, whether you know it or not. My brain is tired, so I probably. Hey, okay, so we're going back to um, the Tokyo. The no, this label. one's Taipei cuisine, so they must have an entire line. Okay. Yeah, so it's the gold bag line. Yeah. Spicy pepper squid. Oh, now this one, being you were downstairs when I opened this, and it assaulted me with the aroma the moment oh. I was like, whoa, this I one I'm this actually one excited for. Okay. Was it? I think okay. so, yeah. I don't know, there was a lot of grabbing of bags. And I, I know I didn't pick any of them because this is not usually my Well, I hope jam. we like them. 
because I support you. It's more that I, I like. I don't care about potato chips. I'm sorry. Oh, potato chip I love potato, potato chips. chips. Are my weakness. Yeah. Again, this is another ringed mm. potato chip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, as always, per, does provide the superior flavor. And is there's the more for, places for flavor to hide. And for dipping, if you have plain ruffles and you want to dip, this is true. It's a strong. Okay. Uh, this is supposed to be spicy, spicy pepper squid. It's a very familiar herb smell on it. Mm-hmm. Mm, oh. Mm-hmm. It is earthy. But also kind of sweet. Some Thai curry style. Mm. All right. All right. These are... They're not as strong as I thought they would be. Like that mm-hmm. Tokyo one was just too much. Uh, Norm, you're right. So most I, Americans are little whiny babies. Yeah. And they're so not apparently, Bill Oakley has actually looked into this. Why? And that's exactly it. They can't. Americans won't do it. So it's just not worth the money. They'll they lose money on them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Those are good. Those are Very good. bold flavor. Uh, I. Yeah. Not do it. Get them. Get them all. All. Okay. I'm giving these a nine. I really liked them. I wasn't sure I would because when I first opened it, like it was, it was like sticking my nose in like a squid tank. Like, yeah, Whoa. that's what you said. And I, I'm like, I'm sitting on the other side of the room. And you're like, you want to smell this? I'm like, R-M. I can smell it. The second you open the bag, right. I'm. I'm over here. Oh, mm-hmm. all right. Next up, I thought we'd done this because we have it. I'm not too excited for this one because it seems basic. This one's just called extra barbecue. Extra huh. barbecue. Okay. Yeah, but again, it's an image of like shrimp and lime. So, you who know. picked that one? You or me? I don't remember anymore. I was in a haze. Being, I it was, was a in frenzy a, of I, chip excitement. <laughs> You say that like that wasn't true. No, I'm saying it because that is what it was. That's what it, it was. was. I was so excited. We weren't even drunk at the time. No, no. I was. I was. I was drunk on chips. Okay. I think the only thing that I had said is we need to wait to go to H Mart until after we eat, which so that we wouldn't go crazy. Yeah. yeah, imagine if we hadn't. All we, the popcorn we would have bought. Mm. <laughs> I hate you guys. <laughs> Uh, that is a that That's, is a private joke. It is, and it will stay us. private. Right? Oh, right. I recognize this scent. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. It smells like a barbecue chip. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Nothing to write home about. Not my least favorite, but like in the bottom three, I think. Well, it might be my least. favorite. I don't want to give them points. I would rather rank them. Which definitely requires. Oh, like Alton Brown style. These might be my least favorite. They've got a weird aftertaste to me. I can't quite place it, but I don't like it. No, sir. We only got two more left. I'm starting to lose flavor in parts of my mouth. Mm. Which is funny because it's not that hot. None of them were that hot. They even quit selling all dressed here. Which is a damn shame. It's perhaps Ruffles' best chip for North America. Um, spoilers also, all dress are just ketchup chips and uh, vinegar chips. 
like the spices or those mixed in. Which is weird because I don't really care for ketchup chips and I do not like vinegar. Yeah. Anything really. I mean, it's the same spices, but that they do a different ratio. Mm. Okay. This is the one I've been the most curious about. Mm. Mm-hmm. This is roasted cumin lamb skewers. Yep. Yes. This does sound good. Yeah, this one. God damn, that's cumin. Fucking hey, man. I want to make fucking sopa out of these chips. Mm. I've heard of cumin's a very divisive flavor for people. Some people think it just tastes like socks, which most people fits. are wrong. What? Yeah. So what I'm trying like, I don't want to be eating socks. I'm like, so what do you do with your socks? What is wrong do- with your feet? Do they not like flavor? <laughs> well, I mean, I'll give you one guess. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a brown person. Cumin's probably the only thing I use more than salt. I use so much cumin. Yeah. It's a secret ingredient in all carnitas. Oh, yeah, you can taste the cumin. Oh, my God. So much cumin. I almost wish it had less lamb flavor. I'm so in love with the cumin. I'm like, can I just have cumin chips, please? Yeah. Which is weird, right? Cumin is not like a snack flavor. Says you. <laughs> Ryan just said, buy it by the tub. I That's just right. Told you, I use cumin probably more yeah, than I, I use salt. And yet, I'm like, I don't consider Cumin's the only spice I buy in the big old giant, like, chef's kitchen size. And I know it will not go stale by the time I get to it. Oh, look, it's a little bit here. Ooh, wow. It's really yummy. Those are I, great. I use, I don't, I don't use as much cumin as you do. Um, I do use more cumin than probably most people that were raised by white people. <laughs> yes. Probably. Yes, probably. I'm trying to think, top three spices you think you use the most. Then we'll get to the final chip. Do salt and pepper count? Or those no. are just okay. Um, oh shit. Non-liquid. Otherwise fish sauce would always be in my top three. Mm, yeah. Okay. Well well definitely cumin. Yeah. Um we're not, we're talking just like ground spices. Spices, not sauces. Yeah. Okay. Tick tock, tick tock. Cumin. Oh my god, now I'm blanking on any spice that exists in this world. Smoked paprika is probably up there. Um, use the most. You said use the most, right? Yeah. Not like just like the I can, most. I can go if you want. I got them in my go head. Ahead. So for me, it's probably cumin. Probably you're right. Smoked paprika. It's not hot, but you can play with the flavor. Mm-hmm. And then as basic as it is, probably garlic. Although as the most part, I prefer to use fresh garlic than dried garlic. I only sure. use dried garlic on certain, like on rubs. So are you talking about granulated garlic and not garlic salt? Because those are Correct. two different things. Correct. Yeah. You, mm, no. I, I use granulated garlic as well. Um, if you use gra- if you if you use garlic salt, it we're going to get really to the tricky. ghost pepper. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's it really tricky to know how much salt to put in. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't thinking of garlic powder either, because even though I do buy it in the larger containers, I mostly just use fresh garlic. Yeah. Um. So with some people with uh, alder smoked salt. Um, All right, Brian. It is good, though. What's it called? Um, autoimmune disorders. Tumor? Uh, no. Wait. If you using too much fresh garlic can trigger a response. In people who have autoimmune yes. disorders. Oh. Uh, Cable and I both know this person not very well. 
but they can't have any onion or garlic because it triggers issues with them. Yeah. Are they a vampire? Is there <clears throat> autoimmune disease that they are a vampire? No, they have degenerative bones. Yeah. Oh, oh, now you made it, now you've made this <laughs> joke sad. They would laugh at that though. Okay. I mean, the person I was talking about is a vampire, which we discovered during at our, yeah, our yeah, trip yeah, at yeah. Mopop. <clears throat> apparently they modeled for for the vampire uh, icon. Yeah. So if you're ever at Mopop and checking out the horror um, portion, yeah. they've got a wall of like illustrations of monsters. Uh, with descriptions, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. of each of the the monster types, and the one for vampire looks starting startlingly <laughs> like Merrick. I think I even said, "Cable, did Merrick pose for you?" This did shot? that was exactly what you said, and then I took a photo of it <laughs> and sent that with what you said to Merrick, and she's and she laughed. She did not deny it. That's, see, <laughs> that's where she goes with a knight. Where'd Merrick go? Modeling for both. I mean, I I say this a lot. Sometimes people will come and it's like, "Wow, you look really good." Oh yeah, I'm this age. So they're like, "Are you a vampire?" I'm like, "No, my partner's the vampire. I'm a lich." And then I walk off, and, and they're like, "Wait, what just happened? What, I don't, what do you mean yours is a vampire? What? What? What?" But yes, it, for the record, Merrick is a vampire. I'm a lich. I'm a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Yes, you are. Yeah. Well. I don't even fucking sleep during full moons. Uh huh. All right, this is the ghost pepper one. Here we go. Doesn't smell hot. Mm-mm. Mm. Yes, and I think officially, salt, it's sweet. pepper, garlic. Oh, sorry, you're right. Onion powder. Okay. Um, are probably like the ones I do technically <clears throat> use the most, but they're like. Uh, and and cumin, but they're like a base, right? Like I don't even count them as like it's spices. Like the they're just they're just in there. They're yeah. supposed to be in That's there. That's just what exists. And everything. then from there, you add other flavors. This has heat mm-hmm. on the back end. That's where it shows up, and it has that smokiness that ghost peppers naturally have. It has it at the front end too. There's like when you first put it in, there's the tingle at the, it's the almost, tip of your tongue. It's almost bitter all the way around, and yep. then it goes away. Those are good. Yeah. I, if you, kill, if you killed a bag of these, you're, you'd have the numb mouth for a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm, my mouth is numb right now. I like them. Mm-hmm. I actually like them because I feel like this is the first time I've seen a chip that says it is ghost pepper and lives up to it. Like, there's those Pocky chips that do their ghost pepper one. Mm-hmm. They're hot. Pockies? Is that what they're called? The Pockies? No, no. Pocky. They sell them here. P-A-Q-U-I. Pocky. Oh. Pocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have a ghost pepper one. Yes. Which is hot, but it has no flavor. Correct. It's just heat and the natural corn of the chip. I dislike them because of that. Yeah. I, I tried to eat a bag, and I'm like, this is too hot to eat. I don't want to finish this. It like, took me two days to eat it, and I'm like, this didn't taste good. It's just hot. That's the thing. I can handle... I don't know what my upper threshold is for heat. As long as you give me, like, flavor. Mm-hmm. Not to be all, like, hot ones here, but, like, their last dab is super fucking hot. But it tastes good. So yeah. it's okay. Unless you're a handful of people who just go, yeah, that was all right. <laughs> I mean, that's me. But, you know, I'm like, that's good. I mean, it's hot, but I'm like, that's good. You guys must have a higher tolerance than I do because I am just, my mouth is just burning. 
I don't really feel like there's not a lot of other flavor, just just the heat. Oh, oh I, I got, got flavor. flavor. Yeah, I'm giving it an eight. I don't, at I at first, it, but like mine is still tingling. Oh yeah, but it's not. Oh my god, this is unsufferable. Um, this is like yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It I had something be, hot. It was good. Should be that tingly. And then you know what I like? I get a it's... little bit of flavor at the beginning, but then it's just hot and mm. like bordering on uncomfortably. <clears throat> Which is how your mouth registers pain for your brain, not pain. You know, I just saw a, um, I just saw, it was probably a TikTok about how um, people who, <laughs> it was a joke, but basically it was like people who like spicy things um, basically just like self-torture. Huh. Because, the, because, well, I mean, because, sure. because technically we can only taste sweet, salt, uh, umami, what's, what are the other ones? Um, sweet, salt, umami, and bitter. Isn't there five? Sweet, Tart? salt, bitter. I think it's umami. I think that's right. Definitely umami. Um, I'm gonna look at it anyway. But spicy is not one of those tastes. tastes. Oh, you're right. Sweet, receive. salty, sour, bitter, and umami. Sour, not tart. Um, yeah, spicy is not on the list. And so basically, they're saying people who people. Like spiciness, just like to hurt themselves. I mean, maybe. Although, I'm, I mean, I, apparently that's my only one, though. I am not to go too deep into Aaron. I am never one who would get excited at like candle play or any kind of pain play. I'm like, you know, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to elaborate one way or the other. Well, too late. Laid it out all for myself. I think Sorry. I've talked about it on the show before, too. I will always associate any form of pain with being in trouble because my parents ruled through the threat of physical violence. So did mine. Just saying. So, yeah. It, I have no association with, like, ooh, this could be fun and sexy. Like, no, no. That just means that things are bad. Things have gone bad. That's, that, I mean, that's valid. Yeah. I, I really haven't explored that. I do have to admit I have a certain fascination with electrical play. Um... I got oh, electrocuted once in that. Anything I might have had went away. I'm like, oh, I'm scared for you to have cable. Oh, I did too. <laughs> um, <clears throat> can, I, can I have the lemony one? The lime one? Yeah, no. We're, I mean, that's that's it. That was, that, that's that was all of them, guys. I know it was kind of weird. Um, was it? Um, no, I mean, I'm going to answer your question too. Oh, uh, yeah, right. Definitely garlic powder. Um, I feel like it's a toss up between smoked paprika and cumin and probably oregano i love oregano italian or mexican and know that there is only one correct answer um i've been typically getting mexican oregano it's got the best yeah that's correct i didn't realize there was a difference until i saw there was a difference mexican oregano is a bit more earthy yeah and italian oregano is more green i guess yeah um, um, I prefer, is it Vietnamese or Thai parsley over basil? Basil. That's right. There are so many versions of basil. Yep. Um, fun. Thai basil is definitely what you want to use, um, when making almost anything that is in a dish from Asia. Um, and you want that flavor. Yeah. Um, on the flip European side, style. anything Mediterranean, you're going to use Italian or Mediterranean or Greek. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They are they're different. I feel like if you made a margarita pizza, but with like 
Thai basil. Like your brain would go, what? Wait a minute. This is weird. <laughs> I would, yeah, it would immediately go, I want different flavors to go along with this. Yeah, I'm not saying it would be bad, but I feel like your brain would be like, ooh, what, what's wrong? Yeah. Um, I, I, I think uh, turmeric would be um, a, a strong new contender. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, turmeric is the secret ingredient in El Pollo Loco. Is it just for color? Uh huh. That makes and a sense. little bit of flavor, but they're always everything I've read. They're like, if you wonder how they do it, they put turmeric in it. Mm-hmm. Just like how I kind of love this. There's no ketchup in Big Mac sauce. Fascinating. All the color comes from uh, paprika. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh... such dorks. Oh, when I my eyes bugged out, I realized something. Looking at someone who did a diagram of the five flavors, mm-hmm. you could do a food-based expansion of Magic the Gathering with each <laughs> of the five flavors representing a color of mana. And you know, just do it as a secret lair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. And then you can have like... You know, Wizards, if you'd only hired me when I applied for that job, now I've copywritten it. Salty, salty it. sweet deck. Oh my god, yeah. Where do you plan? Bitter and umami? Ah, oh, fuck. Mm. Gonna need my salty and sour to fight it back. Yep. Mono sour. Mono sour! <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it also be hard and possible to have a mono umami deck because by default, umami kind of needs other flavors for it to stand out. Tell that to mushrooms. Yeah, but do you like just plain mushrooms? Or do you cook them with, like, butter or olive oil? Or do you roast them? I mean, you could saute some plain mushrooms, and they would just, they would be perfectly... But you're changing its chemical compound, then. Mm. Then you're all pulling out natural, like, sweet and saltiness that come with it with the... The only one that comes close, but I couldn't comment on it, because I fucking hate them raw, is tomatoes. That's the other sure. umami one. Um, Nerds. So... We well, let, tomatoes aren't umami. Yes, they're they're in that family. Um, Merrick discovered a cooking technique uh, for mushrooms that is uh, it, it's a dry saute, Ooh. where you saute them in, in a pan with no liquids, because that's to draw off the or to evaporate the moisture that is already in mm-hmm. mushrooms, and that also changes the texture. And brings out and gives it a more robust flavor. Yep, that's so how, it's not adding any flavors to it. It's just removing the, the water. moisture. Yeah, um, <clears throat> a lot of chefs will do that, and then they'll just because it comes out like a really thick paste when it's done. Because there'll be some kind of moisture in it still, unless you fully dehydrate them. No, completely. It, I'm talking about fully dehydrating. Oh, yeah. And and then taking those mushrooms and adding, you can eat them that way, or you can add them to another dish. So last time I dehydrated mushrooms years and years ago, I think they were boulettes, which are already a pretty good flavor on their own. But okay. I dehydrated all of them, put them in the spice grinder, and turned them into a powder. That went in to my uh, pork belly brine when I made bacon, and they were like it was mushroom bacon, and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Getting so hungry and just eating nothing but <laughs> chips. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed our tales of Seattle and us eating. Yeah, but you know, a little different, a little fun. 
Um, shout out to John, who was um, a great ambassador. Uh, he was oh, at yeah. the, the White Horse. Mm-hmm. Um, Even if someone did steal his poor <clears throat> puppy's treats. It's not stealing if you don't know you did it. This is sort of true. Sort of true. Um, I don't think most laws would agree with you, but also, no I'll in- allow it. Also, no intent. That's true. Well, you know what? That doesn't count. So it's the it's the manslaughter version of stealing docky treats. Is ignorance of the law a crime? Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> wow. That, that's a that's a Simpsons joke. I bet I bet Kevin caught it. Most likely. Um, but yeah, it, 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 we he was at the the White Horse and uh, he had a, his little dog Dido with him. So <laughs> that was what I'm like. Well, there's a dog in the bar. I'm going to go say hello oh. to the dog. And uh, pet the dog and, and ended up chatting with John, who was also a Trekkie. And uh, Sue was Juno, the server. Yep. They and I hit it off <laughs> way too much. Yep. I don't Me. mean in any kind of salacious way. I feel like the two of us would end up hurting ourselves by like, let's mix this drink. Now yep. let's make this drink. Uh, we also <laughs> met uh, a couple that had just come off of an Alaskan cruise that had also their recent transplants to West Lynn from uh, oh from I thought you California. were talking about me and my ladies. <laughs> no, not them. No, Fuck we did that. not make friends with them. Uh, no, we did not. When uh, they tried, yeah, no the the couple that we like. Th- these are also people that I'm like. Here's our card. We're geeking the city radio. Yeah. Um, Cable in full admission here, which will shock no one. You remember more towards the later of that evening than Denise and I do. I remember everything. I remember <laughs> everything. everything. Uh, I know it was, it was a hot summer night. I know at which point both of you hot. checked I out. Eaten alive. Um, I know I checked out, but I still ate my fucking hot wings. You did. You checked out far later than than Denise did. Yes. No shade thrown. No, no, no. It, that's that are the true facts. Yes. True story. But everyone got they poured home. Them should, have had, should have had dinner a lot sooner. Yeah, they so do pour them stiff at that home. bar too. So be ready when you go. At that, oh yeah, at that bookstore. I mean, yes, um, yeah. That's basically what we we're saying. Please visit the uh, the White Horse um, in Seattle. It is cool. It's down an alleyway, post alley, post alley by yep. Pikes. You can't. You won't. If you look it up, it'll show up, and you walk down the alley, and if you see this place that looks like you might get beat up. If you don't watch yourself and it has a sign that says the strongest drinks in Seattle. They are not kidding. Uh, you won't get beat up. It's actually incredibly friendly. I, I will. But they're not kidding on the oh, drinks. Not thing. drinks. Drink yeah. singular. The Pim's Cup. That's what they're like best known for. But the signs. Oh, Cup. but the sign says. Yeah, which you bought us a round of. Holy cow. By the way, they um, serve their Pim's Cups not in tin cups, but in fucking tumblers. Yep. Um, I will say also. These signs all exist. The sign that there is no sign that says the white horse. It is a proper old style tavern mm-hmm. where the name of the place is a picture of what it is, yep. which is a picture of a white horse. Yeah. Every seat. And, and, or, and again, legally a bookstore. Legally yeah. a bookstore. But like, if you go in there, um, say hi to the, the folks that are there. Say hi to see a dude, Yeah. If you see a dude with a dog, that's John. Say hello. Yeah. And say hi to Dito. Yes. Mm-hmm. Pet Dito, give Dito his due. That's right. And his treats, because he always has treats with him. Yep. 
Except when Denise steals them. <laughs> Except yep. when Denise steals them. To be fair, to be fair, she was given the treats to no, feed to Dito, and that's what she was doing. But I think it was like the next evening. I'm sitting at the desk in our hotel room, and I'm looking at this bag, and I remember thinking, and I think I told Cable like, did Denise just accidentally like pack some materials treats? And Cable starts busting up, and he goes, <laughs> "Those are Dito's." <laughs> and and it, both of you took a minute. And you're like, "Who's Dito?" Yeah, that is true. And then I recounted some of the previous evening, and you're like, oh. This makes me think of something. <laughs> Throw it out there live. I know we're going to, whatever. Would we ever be open to a very limited Geek in the City radio take some listeners out on the town? Very limited. Very limited. Like very three times. Limited. I could do, we could um, do four. We, How would we? We have a approved route Mm -hmm. um we have a schedule a driver we have a driver and a handler they're not and they're separate people yes oh we should find someone with a schoolie because there's going to be like almost 10 of us is that the tiny school bus is that what those are why would there be 10 of us well there's three three of us us. he said four guests handler driver seven yes okay fair eight nine Well, not that, I mean, the driver, I guess, doesn't count in terms of party, but... Uh, I wonder if Jen Lane still has the Barfly bus, bus we could rent or borrow. There's only one way to find out. I, only one way to find out. But, mm, I don't think, I don't think Barfly's around anymore. Anyway. Fuck it. Someone can just rent a U-Haul box bo- box van and just, we'll just roll around yes, in that. Yes, absolutely not. Super yeah. legal. Yeah. Yeah, we'll turn you into drunken, we'll be the, your drunken coyotes. <laughs> we would not do that in a U-Haul. Use a writer. Um, no. <laughs> no. No. Yes, I like this idea. Or we rent a mini Winnie, but they cost they cost more. A mini Winnie is a lot for one night. That's true. We want we want seats for butts, not like beds and That's you know true. canopies. Then it be, okay. Then we're we are moving into. We need to find sponsors for this territory. Oh no, we're getting sponsors. I'm not okay. saying we're fronting this thing. Yeah. Oh, I thought we would like. Have an auction for the uh, for the guests. Oh yeah, well, but we're still going to get sponsors. Yes, but the the auction for that that money goes to charity. Yeah, we get people to sponsor the event. Dipping dipping from both ends for a good cause. Uh, Essentially, we are not keeping money, and we're not like we're not taking money, and we're not spending money. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, we are. We're basically uh, we're we're just awesome facilitators at that point. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm Johnny Knoxville, and this is Geek in the City gets their fans drunk. Well, now I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. But yes, no, for reals, uh, would that be would be a lot of fun, and we should uh, figure out how to how to do that. All right. Yeah. Very well. Very well. Let Very them well. eat cake. Yeah, that was it. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> I mean, what are we going to do next week? <sighs> what are we going to do? Do you know what, Brian? Do we, thing we try do for the fourth time to play goddamn Jaws? No. No, because it'll be the beginning of a new week, a month, huh? It's the beginning of a new month. We still need to figure out how we would do that in this setup. Oh, that's right. You said So, um, 
Get back to Avatar? Yeah, let's let's do Avatar next week. Also, if you both have the time, I sent you that link. Maybe oh, watch, watch the, that thing. The two hour Obi Wan, the Obi Kenobi. Obi Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Obi Kenobi. Obi Kenobi. <laughs> Obi Kenobi. Uh, that cut and talk about it. Yep. It'd be interesting. All right, we should probably plan less on air. And, uh... Yeah, let's just go. Well, but I wanted to let the listeners know what we're going to do so they have a reason to come back next week. Yeah. So next week, Avatar. Avatar. Two more episodes. Sure. Are, we not enough, are we not enough of a reason? No. <laughs> Fine. We. It, it can't always be, look what we've done for you. It's, what have we done for them lately? What are we doing for them? Ask next? not what your podcasters can do for you. Oh, if or only, do, <laughs> or if only what you could do for your podcasters. You can do like, uh, no, share, you're right, you're right, save, <laughs> donate. Yeah, literally, those are all things. Anything you can do. Yeah, if other way around, ask ask not what your podcast audience can do for you. Ask, but what you, you just do, said the same thing. You again. just said the same thing. Again. No, no. The first time I said, ask not what your podcaster can yeah. do for you, and now I'm saying the other thing. Ask what? Ask not what your podcast audience never mind let's just move on we'll be back next week not because it is easy but because it is hard i'm at on duran i'm Rita. that's a horrible jfk voice so is mine <laughs> and i'm ik bin ein balena <laughs> bye nerds